It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to our latest podcast. I'm going to start off by thanking everyone who helped me make the launch of my new book, E-Commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website, over the last couple of weeks, such a success. It really made the world of difference, the work that the launch team did and all the rest of you who shared it on social media and who helped promote it and who bought a copy and, um, and let me know what you think about it via the Amazon reviews. It's been crazy time. Um, and I cannot believe how many copies are now out there in the world helping people improve their e-commerce marketing, increase their profits and grow their business. It's why I wrote it. And it's so satisfying to see the copies flying out. So thank you. Now, if you've not yet managed to grab yourself a copy, it's available globally from Amazon as Kindle ebook and paperback. And the audiobook will be coming out later this year. And you can find out all about it at ecommercemarketingbook.com. Now, within the book, there are two key messages. The first is keep optimizing because you cannot afford to leave your marketing alone. You have to keep analyzing, tweaking, testing, and improving. And the other one is that you need to approach your marketing decisions by identifying the biggest opportunity, where your weakest or areas that show huge potential, and then finding the best way to minimize the weakness or take advantage of the potential. In e-commerce, that usually starts with understanding the gaps in the customer journey and working out how all your marketing activity can work together to accelerate the customer's conversions, i.e. thinking, gosh, we're getting a lot of people to the website who aren't buying. How can we fix that? rather than thinking we need to do more email. Our guest today is an expert on omnichannel marketing, and he's going to be sharing some great practice advice on how to do just that. Before we get into that, though, please do check out the sponsors. FreeUp makes hiring online simpler for e-commerce businesses. They pre-vet thousands of virtual assistants and freelancers every week and then give you immediate access to the top 1% of applicants. Check out why 10,000 plus businesses have already signed up for FreeUp. Receive a $50 credit when you sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And there's three E's in FreeUp. So it's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And now to introduce today's guest expert. My guest is Retis Loris, the CEO and co-founder of Omnisend, an e-commerce marketing automation service that's trusted by over 50,000 marketers. He was on the show earlier this year, episode 195, to talk about the rebranding process he took Omnisend through in 2018. And he's now back to talk about what he and his team focus on day in, day out. That's omnichannel best practice based on the customer journey. Hello, Retis. Hey, Chloe. Nice to be here again. It's great to be chatting with you again. And yeah, thanks for inviting. Well, I well, know, but you, you always bring so much, so much knowledge to the table. Um, it's great to have you on the show. Now, last time we caught up in the intro, I said you were trusted by over 40,000 marketers and it's now 50,000. So that's a growth of 25% in just one year. So how have things been since we last caught up? Yeah, good remark. So as we have this freemium model, so the, the number of free customers has increased a lot as well um, among using, but but if we take only our paying customers, so it, it has doubled in in one year. Yeah, in one year, in 12 months, past 12 months, and like Black, Black Friday season is ahead. So we really 
willing to be even better. So yeah, it's it's been so busy, yeah, so busy, yeah. Uh, which which is great, which is great for us. I, I love this. I will love seeing this growth and getting more and more happy customers and helping more and more on e-commerce businesses to run their marketing automation to communicate with our existing customer base. Uh, so this is what really drives us forward and even enables us to bring a bit more expertise to to your podcast. Yeah, definitely. And I always think, it, I love the fact you clarified that the, the paying customers has gone up by even more than the free customers. Because I think it's very easy to get a free customer onto a SaaS product, but to get them, the paying ones to be increasing and the free ones to be converting to paying ones really shows that you're doing something which is of value because the customers, they're not just logging in and creating an account, they're logging in and paying you money and using the service because, so I think that's that's so cool, doubled in a year. Yeah. Which, as you said, means you've got even more data to pull on to help all the listeners um, with some of these best practice tips we're going to talk about today. So, Rhesus, where are we going to start then? The beginning or the end of the customer journey? I guess, where do you find your customers having the most success at the moment? I would say customer journey instead of campaigns, campaigns thinking. So that, that's the beginning. It doesn't matter where you start thinking, but just start thinking about customer journey as 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 uh, a marketer uh, like thought process which is which is the most important thing I, I still find that up until now a lot of marketers they are thinking in campaigns and that's that's very usual outside outside digital marketing and even in inside of a digital marketing uh, all the marketers outside e-commerce they think more in campaigns I, I have an idea I plan the campaign I run a campaign I have results I measure those results and then I plan another campaign but what's unique about e-commerce that you have so much data about your customer's behavior and uh, e-commerce marketers in general have this opportunity to uh, track and analyze a lot of data which our customers leaves us like a lot of um, like footprints, uh, on-site behavior, off-site behavior like past transactions, uh, size of transactions, uh, frequency of transactions, recency, uh, what kind of products have... Uh, our visitor visited in in our online store. What category does belong to, etc. So that really enables us to think in a customer journey way. And another very important thing that you know, usually the first uh, the first uh, transaction might be ROI negative. That means that we invest still money uh, to acquire a first time buyer, and only after the second or third purchase. Uh, the customer really becomes profitable for us as a business. So this is very important to start thinking in that way or continue thinking and deepen your knowledge in in uh, customer journey and in customer life cycle. So I would say that's, that's the very beginning. It's so easy. You know, I've been there, I've done it myself, where you get obsessed with, oh, we've got a new range coming out. We must tell everyone about the new range. But actually, not all the customers care about the new range. They're not in the buying space at that moment in time. And then you get you get all this pressure and I think it's partly because the numbers are big you know when you launch a campaign email it goes to everyone and that's a big send so it looks big but actually the the ROI the return on investment the the profitability of it could have been better if you'd have done five smaller things and I think that's where this this customer journey piece comes in because we can I mean it, it's the old adage isn't it right message right time right place yeah and the right channel I would add and right channel yes indeed because we've been you know, I've been trying to achieve this throughout my my entire career for the last 15 years. And it's only in kind of the last 12 months or so that the technology has become there. But we're still in that habit of 
oh, we need to send a sale email out or, oh, we've taken 20% off dresses. Um, it's like, oh, come on, people, let's be cleverer. Let's be cleverer. Let's think about the customer journey, not just about those campaigns. So if once we've committed to that, and not just as a mindset shift, but as an actual thing we're doing, where's a good place for someone who's maybe trying to convince their team that they need to make this shift? Where's a good place to start so you start seeing some positive impact, you know, to reinforce that they've made a good decision? Yeah, so I would say, like, don't do it uh, as a single time shift i mean you should not be abandoning like campaigns in total so that's 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 a process you should start tracking uh, tracking your customers better understanding having a single customer view and it's again like uh, at omniscient what we really preach is like single customer profile and single customer view so uh unifying unifying tools for which you communicate let's say transactional emails promotional emails automated emails so still in in many cases there's still a case that you know transaction like order follow-up emails are being sent for a completely different tool uh, than your promotion co- campaigns are being sent so that means that you lose a single customer profile and view and uh, you cannot uh, cannot create segments based on your real customers behavior maybe someone is ignoring your promotional campaigns but is very very active on opening all reactivation campaigns or so order follow-up emails text messages or messages through other channels i guess we will talk uh, about that uh, that more so let's start with that really the, choosing right tools uh synchronizing if if you are still in love like with different point solutions like for sms sending for transactional emails for promotional emails so be sure they are being synchronized or choose one tool which has it all all those things in one place which really kind of gonna simplify you having having that in in one dashboard in one place and analyzing building segments based on that building campaigns based on that so i would say this is the very first step uh the second step is really to which we here at Omniscient we strongly believe and really preach it is really start thinking beyond email. Email is still the most effective channel, that's for sure, but you have to augment it with other channels like text messages, web push notifications, Facebook Messenger messages, um, WhatsApp messages, synchronization between your marketing automation tool and Facebook and Google ads which is a lot of marketing automation tools allow you to do that, but and it enables you to do that, but but uh, still a lot of marketers don't do that. So based on, let's say, the segment you build in your marketing automation tool, which is like the best bars, you can synchronize the data with your Facebook ads or Google ads and create lookalike audience and write accu- run acquisition campaigns through the data which you have from your existing customers. And if someone gets out of that segment, so it's being synchronized automatically and you run, yeah, I mean, you run campaign on based on the recent data, accurate data, and, 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 and that's how you can bet get the best results. So I would say those two things. So like technology in place and choosing right technology thinking uh, of other channels beyond email, uh, that is the, the second piece which I would uh, advise to start with. On that first point you made about kind of synchronizing, getting all the tech in place, I find a lot of businesses, especially as they're developing, and because apps are so easy to grab these days, if you're on a Shopify or a big commerce or you know one of those easy to use platforms, a lot of them have gone, oh, we'll install an app to do that. And we'll install an app to do out of stock alerts. And we'll install an app to do abandoned baskets. And we've got another app that's chasing up, you know, defunct credit cards and another app that's doing this. And actually, you don't realize 
on the front end quite how many messages are being sent out to the customer each day. I recently started working with a company um, who, you know, I'm looking at what what we're doing and I'm, you know, advising them on their marketing. And I went to their website to try and sign up to get their welcome campaign and signed up to get their welcome campaign and then got an email. And I swear, I, had, I hadn't even looked at a product. I then got an email about an abandoned basket. So, well, I... I know I didn't put anything in the basket, but they, and I mentioned it to them and they had no idea this app was even running. And it's, it's such a common scenario. So not only are people becoming guilty of just quickly installing things and not really knowing what the customer experience is, but they're also missing out on the ability to, to see how that data interacts, to see how it all works together and to work out how to integrate the right marketing channels into that one message piece, you know, because it's not just about, are they getting 20 emails from me in one day? It's about, are they getting the right messages across all the platforms? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I've seen such an example. So starting with like email collection or like subscriber collection. So sometimes on a single website, you can find like three or four, maybe sometimes even five different tools like popping up. And it's really, it's really intrusive. It's really annoying for our customers and it's, it will not be effective. If like you're just visiting a browsing website and the, on each individual page, like another tool is popping up and okay, so leave us your email, uh, give us permission to communicate via Facebook Messenger, give us a web push notification permission, etc. So starting from there, like, you know, on your front end, on your online store, you have to you have to be comprehensive and you have to create a very good customer experience. And customers, visitors, they love still uh, signing up for newsletters, for SMS communication, le- exchanging their personal data um, to some incentives, so to a promise that you're gonna send relevant uh, messages for those people, and that's that's okay. I mean, it works, it works very well. But just uh, synchronizing those things, so it starts there. Second example, as you have already mentioned. Yeah, but you know there are different tools. Let's say one encourage reminder. There's an email marketing service for that. There's a push notification service for that, and there's a SMS service for that. So what usually happens? Those services are not being synchronized, and you start bombarding your customer with the messages through all those different channels at the same time. And for like customer point of view, like I have visited your website, I just added something to my shopping cart, and you start bombarding me with those messages. Oh no 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 no! I, I mean I don't like. I don't want to have anything in common with you, especially if it's uh, like a first time buyer and the customer which is not converted, which is not familiar with the quality you provide. Let's assume your quality of your products and the service in general is very good, but what kind of experience do you create? I mean, experience does not promise that, you know, the quality of product and service will be good. Uh, so fearful, it's very, very, very important, you know, to have it on a single flow. If you're using one tool, at least synchronize and not start, let's say, SMS campaign before you have not shown like web push notification or before you have sent law email. If your customer is ignoring email, that's perfectly fine to start using another channel. And you can have fallbacks because, of course, you will not have like 100% of your customers' permissions to communicate through different channels, which is perfect. I mean, I can create uh, the, the, the fallback and the sequence could be like, oh, I had the bandit, bad product in the cart. I'm sending an email. We as organization is sending, uh, sending like an email. Uh, if Chloe is not like completing the purchase or even not opening the email, then we maybe start send 
web push notification. It, if it's being ignored, maybe then we send a text message. If it's being ignored, only then we synchronize, we put Cloy into a segment which is being synchronized to Google and Facebook retargeting lists. And only then we start showing retargeting campaigns, which is the most expensive for us as an e-commerce player. Yeah, so why should we use this channel if we have more cost-effective and more direct communication channels, which can be used initially with a customer. I like the way you break it down there by one channel at a time, because I think often the, the e-commerce marketer's approach or any marketer's approach to having a new new toy box to play in is to play with all the toys at once and to, to send everything happening at the same time. And actually, there are different channels are more important at different stages. You know, in the abandoned basket, you've got to be quite careful with what message you're sending because you certainly don't want them getting the message after they've checked out or something else. You've got all these different channels to, to work with. Whereas the welcome campaign, when they've signed up to your emails for the first time, that's the point at which the first email goes out and I would certainly be syncing the advertising messages they're seeing on Google and Facebook to match the same message. Probably not saying you've just signed up for our emails, but certainly if you're giving a 10% offer or whatever offer you've given them, mirroring that message across Facebook and making sure they're getting strong messages. That's a perfect example. And I could look at another on top, let's say uh, post-purchase communication. So uh, like the customer has uh, has purchased something, a product from us, so we can use like text messages because in that time we have uh, usually we do have phone number and maybe we don't even have a, a permission to communicate with marketing messages but uh, but again just you know sending uh, sending messages and uh, with status update of, of, of delivery so we have this patch we have received the order we have this patch so you should rush you should like the parcel should arrive tomorrow or let's say let's say today uh, which really shows the care that you care about the customer. It's not promotional messages, but it's, again, a way to remind your brand again and again and again. And even after, let's say, one week, you can send email. If email is not being read, maybe you can send text message with an NPS survey of just another survey to really uh, better understand how did customer like your uh, your product, your service. So it's again, it's not a promotional thing, but uh, when we talk about customer journey, those communication types are very, very important as well because we're not promoting, we're not generating like clicks and direct revenue from the campaign, what we have started about the campaign topic. Uh, but but again, you remind about yourself and your brand is on top of a customer's top choice. But next time, let's say you are selling shoes. So next time the one will need shoes, uh, you will be top of mind because you showed a very good treatment for the customer. So yeah, again, expanding this understanding of, of uh, what marketing is into communication, into life cycle. So just, you know, adding third example, how can we use those different channels for different life cycle moments? It's almost about, at some points in time, not marketing because people have reached a certain point in the customer journey. You know, so talking about that post-purchase piece, if you know that um, that your customers, once they bought once, they're unlikely to buy from you for another three months because that's the natural pattern, then, you know, to, to automatically be adding them into suppression lists so they don't get Facebook ads and Google ads from you in that time is a way of avoiding annoying them, avoiding paying for those impressions and a complete 
obvious thing to do if you've got all the data in the one place so you can actually do it. You know, there's no point in doing these things if you have to export a spreadsheet and re-import it and the poor marketing execs stuck with the task once a week. Or let's say another example of, of customer journey that that would be example from uh, subscription commerce. If, if someone has canceled already, uh, let's say you are selling like food supplements, so then you have a pack of 30, 30 pills in the pack, that means that it should be used on a daily basis. And someone is canceling with, uh, with a message, I have uh, too many of those. I have stocked over. So maybe that's a great opportunity for you to start running a campaign, educational campaign. Why it's very important if you made a decision to to have food supplements and like vitamins, etc. Why it's very important to do it on a daily basis, not to like you know do it once per week or whatever, whenever you remember to do that. So again, it's not promotional thing, but uh, it directly impacts how customer interact with you and their willingness to continue purchasing from you. So again, in life cycle, commerce like subscription commerce business cancellation has happened. You know the the reason why. You create a segment. You start an automated campaign, which is not promotional at all. It's just purely educational. But if your messages reaches your customers, so it's very beneficial for you as a marketer. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Tired of posting jobs online and running into unqualified applicants? FreeUp is your solution. FreeUp interviews thousands of e-commerce freelancers each week and only allows the top 1% into their network. From Amazon to Shopify to Facebook ads to graphic design, they've got someone perfect for the role. Sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan and get a $50 credit towards your first hire. That's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan and there's three E's in free up. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Rita, you've already given us a whole pile of ways to take our business up a level by focusing in on those elements of the customer journey, but now we're going to do a few more with these top tips. So, first up, the book top tip, if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? It really depends on the, where your stage is. So if you're a beginner, read Chloe's book. What kind of problems are you, are you, are you solving? So in general, I really loved, I have read a few months ago, like uh, Marketing Warfare. Uh, so it's in general about marketing philosophy, I would say. Yeah, I would say, how should you think about your product? How should you think about your uh, your rivalry? How should you think about your positioning in the market? So I would recommend that book. Nice. Not one I've come across, but I'm very intrigued by the title, if nothing else. It's a book from 1980s or something like this. Quite old. It was republished recently, adding some digital examples. But, you know, the fundamentals are really there and really is applicable to a digital age as well. Nice. Going to have to go and track that one down. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I would say text messages, especially for retention. ROI on SMS is really, really great. Uh, but still, uh, few marketers are collecting uh, consent and permissions to communicate with their customers uh, via this channel. Yeah, not utilizing the channel as, uh, as they could do that. 
So I would say text messages, SMS. Do you think it's because people are a bit scared of sending SMS to their customers? Because I've you know, over the last like seven, eight years, I've seen amazing case studies of the response rates and the performance, but yet people just seem very, marketers just seem very reticent to use it as a channel. Yes, I would agree. But a lot of things has changed. And I would say two key things. One is uh, you have seamless, uh, seamless mobile experience already in many cases. So that means that you have a link in text message, which leads directly to a mobile-friendly website and the customer can complete the transaction. You do not lose the customer in the, in the journey because that was the case in the past when you know, text message was somehow separated to your desktop computer. So um, it's one thing. A second thing which has changed again because we have already those links in place in text messages. So opt-out option is there. Like, let's say our default, uh, that we always reserve some symbols for, uh, if you want to subscribe, click this link. Uh, so it's it's not that intrusive as it used to be, but you know, there is no way for me as a customer to unsubscribe for that. For email, that was solved for ages. For a text message, that was the case. It's not the case anymore. With one click, you can unsubscribe. So for me as a customer, it's much, uh, much, I would say, much more comfortable to to leave my phone number because I I am sure that anytime I could unsubscribe from that message. I think uh, consumers are getting a little bit more comfortable with it as well because of the number of delivery messages we get. We're now used to getting SMS messages about our online purchases. Yes, they're service messages rather than marketing messages, but we're we're familiar with the text message area not being purely about our friends and family anymore. So I think that's that that to my mind has opened up the door to to be able to send more SMS marketing messages. Completely agree. And messaging in in general has changed the understanding of that. Like uh, WhatsApp, uh, Viber, Facebook Messenger. Uh, I mean, people got back to messaging. Uh, and even on my smartphones, like in many cases, text messages like SMS are being combined in, in, in with other messages. So just, you know, you get messages and message and communication just became our ordinary like daily activity. Okay, the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Slack, yeah, it's 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 a great tool, and email, email is still G Suite. G Suite is like an awesome, awesome tool, which for any size of organization, uh, I've seen like small businesses to really big established companies, corporate level companies, utilizing this tool like everything in place, email, share documents, and uh, share storage. So really, I would say that's the most universal tool for business. I find it hard to understand why pretty much any business isn't using the G Suite these days because it's just, it's out of the box. In fact, I regularly rant when you see a builder's van go by and they've got an at Gmail address. It's like, why haven't you branded it? You know, you've, you've got you've got the website URL and you've got an at Gmail or an at BT Open Zone or an at AOL or something. You're like, oh, come on. It takes about 30 seconds longer. You, you bought the URL, you built a website, please just anyway. Completely off topic rant. <laughs> and yeah, and even leaves you like a consistent experience for yourself. No need to learn anything else because you're already on Gmail. So you probably use Gmail. So the interface will not change for you, but you will create much better experience for your customers. Exactly. And retailers out there, those of you who are using it at Gmail, that goes for you as well, because I know some of you are doing it. 
Okay. Um, the next top tip uh, then is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So I would say what we have already covered. So um, like start thinking in a customer journey and lifetime value perspective more than campaign. Don't ditch like campaigns today, but uh, but yeah, change change your uh, way of thinking. That's the most important thing. And I would say yeah, add more channels. Don't rely all on email as a single uh, communication channel for customer retention, but add messengers, add web press notifications, text messages. Excellent. Rita, thank you so much. Some more more great answers there as we have had from you already. Now, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can follow those other 10,000 people who've already done it this year um, and find Omnisend and yourself on the web and social media, please? Yeah, so Omnisend.com and uh, on social media as well, Omnisend just... Search for Omnisend on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, myself. So I prefer using LinkedIn, Redis Loris, or Twitter, Redis Loris as well. So those two are my most preferred. And of course, email. I love emails. So Redis at Omnisend.com. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You had to say email there. I love it. Okay, uh, Reeses, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure catching up with you and um, because you always bring such great insight to the table. So thank you so much. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for inviting. A pleasure to talk to you. As I mentioned, great to catch up with Reeses there and to get such good advice on how to go about improving your consumer communications. As he was saying, think about your customer journey and the communications you can send during that rather than just thinking about what's the next batch and blast campaign we're going to be sending. I know it takes a bit more time to do it, but the thing is once you've set it up once, it's going to deliver for you day in, day out, day in, day out, whereas that blast communication delivers for maybe two days and then it's over and done with. So you get a lot more return even if it doesn't bring in the numbers right this week. And then, as he was saying about thinking beyond email and adding those additional channels to the work you're doing, it really is a case of the sum is greater than its parts, uh, you know, two plus two equals five type stuff, because you'll get work using the channels together, you'll get more impact, more sales than you would if you use them each individually. My book that he mentioned is the book E-commerce Marketing, available on Amazon globally as paperback and Kindle ebook, and will be out as audiobook very, very soon. Or if you are wanting to kind of have a taster of the book before you get stuck in, then head over to ecommercemarketingbook.com. Now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links, and details of some related episodes, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening via Apple Podcast or iTunes, please do take a moment to leave us a review. I find the information you give us via those really, really helpful to help me make the show ever better and ever more useful for you and the rest of the listeners. Have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.